Welcome to Sunspotting, the show where we discuss the personal stories, lives, and hobbies of the people you see every day at CSUN. I'm your host, Jed Bookout. Today's episode is about David Gruy, a professor in journalism and visual communications at CSUN. David Gruy loves storytelling. Every facet of his life, from photojournalism to teaching to simple conversation, is dominated by his love for telling stories about the human condition. When I was in Washington, I was doing a documentary on Native Americans. It's this a documentary that's called The Blackfeet Flood. Or even stories about journalism itself. One of the other grad students I worked with is now a producer. He's a videographer, Chicago Tribune, uh, and and Today the Show, Times, and, and several uh, other people, a couple other people. And he's got a lot of stories. Trying to make sense of David Gruy's work and personal history in just a few words is, shall we say, chaotic. So let me back up a little bit. David Gruy was raised in Littleton, Colorado, just outside of Denver, and discovered a love for photography early on which culminated in a brief desire to be a commercial photographer, as well as a stint on his local student newspaper. A mentor there convinced him to transfer to Ohio University to pursue journalism, as well as a bachelor's degree in visual communication. This was only the beginning of his journey into the world of journalism, because during the following summer, Gruy worked four internships, including one in Florida, where he was asked to stay. This resulted in a 10-month sabbatical from school, which was when David Gruy decided to go all in on journalism as a career. Pretty much when I left, I went back to Ohio, I had one quarter left, had been out of school for 10 months, like I was saying, and I realized that I liked school, but I liked, I was getting paid too. David Gruy has worked at a lot of publications. Over the course of our interview, he mentioned stints he spent in newsrooms in Florida, Ohio, Washington, Illinois, Georgia, Alabama, Connecticut, and upstate New York. He personally experienced the shift from old print journalism to the more modern multimedia journalism we have now, gaining experience not only in photo and writing, but in video as well. I was as a photo and multimedia editor, I could sense too that they were cutting back on the print side and I could see kind of the writing on the wall that if I didn't learn those things, I was going to be out of a job. Gruy's life has been a constant shift of changing media, changing newsrooms, changing homes. The one thing that never truly changes is the chaos of being a journalist. Throughout most of it though, there has been one constant in the chaos. She worked at the newspaper there, or I worked there first, and then she got hired, and, and the two of us started seeing each other, and several years later, what was it, five years, we started dating, and then five years after that, we got married. In the early 90s, Professor Gruy got a job at an Ithaca newspaper. It was here that he met Susan Silsby, who was the copy editor of the paper, and also his future wife. She worked as an editor for, for uh, in several capacities, but her background was she was a writer. She read a ton. My wife read more than anybody I've ever known. That uh, wouldn't be when I was younger and we, we moved several times. One of the painful things in moving was that I would have to move her what I called library, that uh, I would have 80 pound boxes and I'd be usually, we always seemed to be on the third level and I'd be hauling these big ass boxes up the stairs and, and uh, trying to keep her library together. Susan was originally from Cander, just outside of Ithaca and was hired shortly after David was. The two of them began dating 
and within five years were married. Soon after that, they had a house and dreams and dogs. But in Schenectady, I have it at home, we bought a house and lived out in the country, kind of in the hills above Albany, and, and uh, that was pretty fun to have. We had lived in apartments for a number of years and, and eventually got to the point where we both went, we liked dogs, and we had two dogs, and our dogs got to run through these big fields in, in uh, New York and some of the best, we'd go hiking and things. and. Some of my best memories are just you know, kind of walking through fields and, and you know, kind of the symbol of life in some ways, like watching a dog run through a muddy field and into a pond and, and just kind of letting all your worries and things go. That's one of the lasting visions I'll have, I think, of upstate New York. And just like that, David Gruy's chaotic life was no longer just his own. David and Susan worked in countless newsrooms in countless states through multiple media sea changes. Both of them being journalists, it wasn't always easy for the couple to, well, be a couple. So I worked at night and she worked at night, so I would often go in that often. I always usually went in around either one or three in the afternoon, depending on uh, years and kind of staffing levels, but I would stay off until midnight. She would come in at five and sometimes work till one or two. But we talked a lot about the paper and how, th- you know, departments and how things worked. And, and so sometimes when you would come home, that's all we would talk about. And after a while, we realized we don't want to, when we're our days off, we were living our days on, if that makes sense. Along the way, Gruy went back to grad school in Syracuse to get his teaching credentials. It was around 2010 that his photo job was cut and David and Susan had to sell their house. The two continued working while David Gruy went to school, eventually becoming a professor in journalism and visual communications. The two continued moving from job to job around the country, from New York to Alabama to Washington and everywhere in between. Throughout it all, Professor Gruy began applying for a position at CSUN. After I finished grad school, I taught for a year at the University of Alabama. Then I moved to Washington State University for three years. And as I was applying for this job, my wife, uh, unbeknownst at the time, she started to have some issues. And, and right as I, up, while well, I was in the process of applying for this job, but my wife passed away in 2014 in December. Susan Silsby was a copy editor. She was an avid reader. She was a wife. Gruy's words weren't just slips of the tongue, it turned out. uh, We were married for, well, knew each other for 25 years, but uh, we're married for 20 years, and losing somebody like that is not easy. And for me, the last five years have been quite a a learning and growing experience, having, I lost her, and then actually she passed away in early, (coughs) she passed away in early December, and I had to tell the job search committee here. I'd actually been scheduled to come here once before from Washington in November, and my flight from Washington got canceled. Dealing with the loss of a loved one, especially someone you've had in your life for 25 years, isn't as easy as saying rest in peace and moving on. Accounts need to be closed, houses need to be sold, belongings need to go into storage. 
An entire part of your life that once existed directly beside you is essentially going into storage, never to come out again. A big challenge to uh, several months after she passed away, I was, uh, we owned a house in Washington. I was packing up our belongings and, and uh, uh, dealing with being a widower and uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. But I knew kind of that my path was more here than it was going to be up there. Once Susan's affairs were finalized, Gruy headed to California, where he was offered the position of a professor in journalism and visual communications at CSUN. It was yet another move, but for the first time in years, he made the move alone. It hasn't been easy, and it may never be easy, but since settling down in California, he's found an outlet for his grief through his own work. Over the past three, two, three years, I've been doing therapy and working with other, other widows and widowers. And a couple years ago, I started uh, filming some people and taking photographs of them to help with my healing process. The magazine David Hands Me contains a piece entitled Lost Among Us, Young and Middle-Aged Widows and Widowers Face a Difficult Task by David Gruy. Throughout the pages of the photo essay are photos of men like Thomas Jarowski, 52, who lost his wife 10 months before Gruy took his photo. The couple had purchased their dream home in 2015, thinking they would spend the rest of their lives together. Sometimes this home feels like a huge tomb now, Jarowski said to Gruy. Further in are photos of death certificates, a woman alone in her office after losing her husband in an automobile accident and many, many more examples of younger and middle-aged widows and widowers. And then, there are photos of Gruy himself, spreading his wife's ashes in a lake near Ithaca, standing alone near a younger couple that are staring at a body of water, a shot of himself standing on a beach in Encinitas, one of his favorite places to visit with Susan. When David met with Thomas Jarosky, it was in Encinitas. We went out to dinner and I remember walking around downtown and all of a sudden I realized that I was walking the same streets with somebody else. I'm walking downtown in these areas and I have a, kind of a flashback that I remember walking there with my wife and now I'm with another widower and, and uh, kind of irony that some of those things that life gives you and it's like I'm here. David Gruy loves storytelling. Every facet of his life from photojournalism to teaching to simple conversation is dominated by his love for telling stories about the human condition. It's this love for storytelling that has inspired him to give back to future generations who he teaches here at CSUN. To me, a former student of his who gets to tell his story in a fitting twist. And to Susan Silsby, a journalist, a wife, a dog owner, who now lives on herself as a piece of journalism in Lost Among Us. For the time being though, Gruy is focused mostly on his students. For me, and that's what kind of teaching and education is, is being able to give back. That's part of education, and, and especially video and multimedia, that, that our world is getting smaller. It's also getting more confused, but it's also getting larger. And I love the ability to be able to share all these things and help people try to understand and each other and inform others. Thanks for listening to Sunspotting. For more stories like these, you can search for Sunspotting on the sundial.csun.edu.
www.edu.edu or search for The Daily Sundial Sunspotting on Apple Music, Spotify, or any other podcatcher. For The Sundial, this has been Jed Bookout.